Welcome to episode 6 of Coffee with Jesus. I am Todd Ubley, and in this episode, we are extremely fortunate to have our very first guest, the Reverend Timothy Rogers Martin. Pastor Tim is the lead pastor at Eastminster Presbyterian Church. Now, full disclosure, I am not only a member of Eastminster Presbyterian Church, I am also an elder. Still, Pastor Tim has a great message for us, the four habits of highly effective Christians. So, without further ado... Pastor Tim, thank you very much for joining us. Well, thanks, Todd. It's great to be here today and to get to share with you. Pastor Tim is going to talk about the four habits of highly effective Christians and discuss with us just how uplifting uh, the Christian walk can be. Pastor Tim, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I'm a native of Kentucky, and uh, my dad was in the service, so I moved around a lot and uh, ended up in Atlanta, Georgia for a while. I have uh, three sons, and uh, we lived there, and they, they grew up through the Atlanta school system. And then my father, who lived in Winter Park, went blind, and I felt that I needed to come closer and care for him in his uh, situation and older age. So... Uh, I took a position as an intra-pastor of the Presbyterian Church of Winter Park, Florida. And from there, uh, several Christian friends said, you need to go to uh, Eastminster in Indy Atlantic. And after uh, checking out the church, uh, I came here about seven years ago and have enjoyed a, a very thoughtful Christian community with great music and, and solid teaching and, and a care for children, youth, and families, as well as uh, the uh, early retirees and senior adults that, that make up our area. I love the, the, the church. It allows me to, to be who I am and, and work with some really sharp people. So I've been down here about seven years as pastor and live in Melbourne Beach and love the water, kayaking, fishing, photography, uh, as well as the people. Where did you get the idea or the inspiration for the four habits of highly effective Christians? Well, I was doing a sermon series, The Bible in 52 Stories, and we were getting to a point where we were going to elect church officers. And the uh, scripture I saw uh, for for looking at leadership is applicable to all of us as, as Christians, and, and it's First Peter chapter 5. And so in doing the research, I condensed it down to First Peter chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. And within that, I saw that there's, I, I looked at Stephen Covey's work, uh, if you remember that, uh, from the 90s and beyond, uh, seven habits of highly effective people. And I thought of that and, and saw in the scripture four habits of highly effective Christians. And so uh, that's what I have abstracted to, to talk about. So can you just give us a brief down of what these four habits are and then we can dive into each one? Sure. The four habits of highly effective Christians are to walk the talk, to, to lead by example, to be humble, to be right-sized, to cast your cares on God, not to bear the burdens that we're not meant to bear. Uh, we've got enough already. And finally, to know that God is stronger than the devil. And then it's going to work out in the end and live out of that confidence. 
So the first habit is walk the talk, and I get that from 1 Peter 5, 3. It basically says to be examples. And as I thought about that, I saw, well, okay, be examples of, examples of what? Well, we're followers of Jesus Christ, so, so being Christ followers is big. And, and Jesus says, uh, if you want to be great, if you, if you want to be effective, then you'll be the servant of all. And it doesn't say that we've got to be perfect. It says we're servants. Uh, Peter was not perfect as a disciple that perhaps is the most passionate of all the disciples. And Jesus, uh, after Peter denies him three times, comes back and embraces him and says, go feed my sheep, go serve others. And the Christians at the time of 1 Peter and when and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John were written, there's a lot of persecution going on. And, and, and John, the elder, uh, who lived a long time and, and, and was very wise as a Christian, says, uh, don't love in word our speech, but love and truth and action. And that loving and truth and action, I think, goes with First Peter 5.3 to, to be examples, to walk the talk. So that's the first point. Well, 2020 has been a very interesting year, to say the least. And how do you think, as Christians, we could walk the walk in helping our fellow Christians and helping our, our neighbors? You know, there's been a lot, just a lot of misery. A lot of people have have lost their jobs, a lot of people have gotten really ill. How can we turn that into something practical that we could do to help our neighbors? I think the, the, the biggest thing to do uh, that we can do is maintain relationships. Uh, Christianity is a relational uh, faith that's based in community, and community is segmented now, and, and that can lead to, to hardships or loneliness or fracturing. But we've got phones, we've got emails, we've got meeting outdoors. Uh, I think that, that part of walking the talk is, is finding a tribe that you're going to, one, hang with and gather support from, but also to minister with. Uh, who are those five people that, that you feel are, are really need a phone call from you on a weekly basis or an email or a word of encouragement or are bringing something to their door, even if you knock on it and leave, what are those things that you can do to, to show Christ's love uh, in, in this environment? And there, there are tons of them. I've just named a few. That's the top of the iceberg. Loving relationships. I think that's what we can do. I think that's great, especially now. I think having those relationships and, and establishing that contact and reaching out to people who I think would need that contact is, is really great, especially, like I said, this year. Another point, the second habit of a highly effective person, uh, Christian, besides walking the talk, is, is to be humble. And, and to be humble in the Bible, the, the word humility comes from the word hummus, which means earth. To be earthy, to be close to the ground, in other words. Don't be puffed up in pride on one hand, but also... Don't think that you're a piece of trash on the other and, and, and self-depreciate yourself. So I think in a, a lot of times when times are good, we puff ourselves up. And when times are different or difficult like now, we tend sometimes to put ourselves down low. But, but we're not trash. Being humble means being close to the ground, having a, a right-sized sense of self under God. And... In knowing that, I think in these times, to know just how great and how powerful God is. Uh, I was at a 
Theodore Roosevelt, President Teddy Roosevelt, that he would take people in the White House out in the backyard at night, and uh, and they'd get out under the stars, and they'd recline and just look up and, and be still for a while. And, and then uh, after a while, Roosevelt would say, friends, we're small enough now. Let's go to bed. And, and in one sense, it, it, these are the leaders of the world, and, and they're great people. But even great people in the eyes of God are small, and we're called to be right-sized. And, and that's not so much a, a cut on us as it is an acknowledgement of how awesome God is. You know, and in that, we, we tend to try to work with God to, to, to build up what God's doing rather than to tear it down. And to know that our power and our strength comes from God. First Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourself under God's mighty hand, so that God might exalt you. And so if we stay close to the ground and we do our footwork as Christians, God will lift us up. And and so there, that's what I have in mind as I look at this scripture and, and the, the, the charge to be humble as, as a Christian. Yeah, I think that's very important. And I like how you mentioned the right-sizing. It's We don't want to be puffed up, but at the same time, we don't want to be too self-deprecating. It's very easy to get down on yourself when times are tough. And I think it's important to remember that God is an awesome God. And yes, we are small compared to him, but he is so big and so awesome that he can help us with, with anything so that we don't need to really look down on ourselves. And I think that's great because I think it goes exactly with your third point about casting your cares on God. Everybody's got different terms for this year, and most of them are not nice, and I haven't talked to another. <laughs> it's kind of like, kind of like an adolescent kid, uh, a boy at least. I'm a boy, and, and, and no matter how much people enjoyed their middle school years, very few would want to go back to them. If you ask, would you be 13 or 14 again? I'd say at least 90% uh, of people would say, oh no, I'm glad those are over. And uh, I think that's what we're going to say about 2020 is, uh, wow, glad they're over. But I think also we're going to acknowledge that even in the tough years, there's uh, a lot that we can learn, uh, including trusting in God. Some of us don't go to God unless God's our last resort. And thank goodness that God takes uh, 9-11 calls, that, that, that a powerful and effective prayer has helped. Shame when we have to get to that before we pray. And I think part of maturity, part of walking the talk and being humble is, is realizing that we need God. Uh, and, in, and here it says in First Peter, five six to cast your cares on god uh and first peter five seven and and that's a great thing because we've got several layers you know we're, we're in an election year we've got the political layer we're we're in a financially tough time uh and and we've got that going on we've got families and friends and distress and separation there's there's natural disasters wildfires and hurricanes uh there's hurt feelings, and it's hard even even to be part of a church when you can't see each other and relate, quote, quote as normal. You can still be a church. In fact, I think we'll learn a lot from this, but it's, it's hard. So everything we're doing now, whether it's political, financial, familial, spiritual, it's COVID plus this, and that just makes it more complex right now, and, and our care is heavier. The scripture says, cast your cares on God. Jesus says, you know, uh, give them to me, you know, put your yoke on me. I'm gentle and you'll find rest in your soul. And we need that right now. 
need to find moments, uh, if not periods, if not a lifestyle of peace, even amidst the chaos. And we know we can do that. And in Philippians 4, Paul said that, uh, that I've learned to be content in all situations. And that's just wow to me. I want some of that. And, and, and that comes from a relationship where, where, we, where we put Jesus first, where we cast our cares on God. One of my favorite scriptures, the one I've been leaning heavily on myself this year, comes from Philippians 4, 6, and 7, where Paul tells us, Do not be anxious about anything. In everything, through prayer and petition, present your requests to God, and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You can literally bring anything to God. Like you said, you can cast your cares on him. You can bring your anxieties to him, and he will help us. I know I've been in positions in the past where, where my prayer literally was just help. And that was all I could muster. God hears that and he does that. He helps us. And that's literally the only word we can, we can utter. And that's even when you can put it in word. When you go to Romans 8 and it talks about that the, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit intercedes with sighs, groans too deep for words. Uh, and I think when we can't even pray help, it's like, hear the prayer of my gut, God. And, and, and God understands and can take this. That's really significant. And that scripture from Philippians 4 is a lot of people are basing uh, their lives on that right now. And that peace, it says, the peace of Christ passes all understanding there. It doesn't make sense. But uh, I think when we serve and when we show gratitude, which this passage is, is talking about Thanksgiving, uh, present your request to God with Thanksgiving. Uh, when we're grateful and we serve, we tend to get out of the, the funks. Uh, that, that goes along with casting our cares on God to, to getting through COVID, uh, to being highly effective Christians in the world today. I guess the final point that I wanted to talk about uh, in terms of four, four habits of highly effective Christians is, is really a statement and our, our acknowledgement and experience, and that is to, to know, to have experience that God is stronger than the devil. Evil is real. It's Bottom line is teach this characteristic to preschoolers, uh, uh, knowing that God is the most powerful force in creation and beyond is is important. And when we remember that, I think uh, that gives that gives a, a sense of peace too. And that God provides us with ways to thrive in the world. Uh, in Ephesians six, we have the full armor of God and and. All the pieces of those armor are defensive except the sword of the Spirit. In Colossians, it says to clothe ourselves with compassion, with peace, with love, with patience. God, God gives us an attitude to get through this besides with the contentment that, that Paul was talking about. And, and God says, above all, put on love, which brings it back to the center and the focus. If we keep our focus on loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind and strength, and loving our neighbors, ourselves, we've got a lifetime to, 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 to live up to that, but that can give us a focus and, and, and help us to keep our eyes on, on Jesus as we go through the tough times like we're going through today. So walk the talk, be humble, cast your cares on God, and know that God is stronger than the devil. Those, those are four points that, that I want to bring up today, Todd. Yeah, I think they're very helpful, and, and I've noticed there's, there's a real hunger for comfort out there, and I think that your four points have helped provide that. 
you had mentioned how we're dealing with our, all of our normal problems plus all of our COVID-related problems on top of that. And I think it's very important that we exercise an extra amount of compassion and love to help everybody get through because I know a lot of nerves are fried and a lot of people get worn down, which makes you a little more irritated and a little more frustrated sometimes. So I think it's very important to try to take a step back and take a deep breath and, and like you said, just exercise a little extra compassion and love with each other. And fortunately, I know what that feels like, Todd. There, there are several people in my life during this time that have either cut me some slack when I've been short-tempered or whatever, uh, or have just done nice things for no reason that have given me a, a whole lot of hope and strength and comfort and example. Uh, you know, I hope that everybody's a recipient of, of kind acts during this time because they make even more of a difference. And, you know, it, it, it is hard. It's been hard. Uh, and it was hard back in the time of First Peter. I think that's why I was left to this scripture. And I uh, want to close out with some hope uh, that First Peter ends with. In, in First Peter 5.10, he says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, grace being gi giving us what we don't deserve, even in these times, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will in himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Tim, I really appreciate you coming on and being my first ever guest. I really appreciate you being here and sharing this with everybody. Well, thank you for inviting me, Todd, and I hope that uh, God prospers this ministry. It's cool that you've been called to do this. I know uh, it came out of prayer rather than your own choice. And so, uh, you know, you're yielding yourself to God, and I, I, I trust that God will bless uh, those efforts and those actions. So thank you, Todd.